we started doing team building activities the first week that I was here. Guys lifted and competed really hard, but we started building that connection and building that team, you know, the first week that we were here. And, you know, it started with a simple dodgeball uh, tournament after morning uh, exercise. You know, we did that, you know, almost weekly as, as we built our program. And, and uh, those things are, are just as important as the lifting and the running and the S's and O's. At the end of the day, you get into tough situations on the road or at home, doesn't matter, and it's the fourth quarter. It's about the guy next to you and trusting him and being connected to him. If it's just about yourself, it's really easy to give, uh, give up on yourself in those moments, man. If it's about somebody else or something that's bigger than you, it's hard to let go of the rope in those moments. This episode of Beyond the X's and O's is brought to you by Baya Energy Drink. Welcome back to Beyond the X's and O's and great episode today with Coach Josh Heupel, head football coach, University of Tennessee. Uh, the head football coach of the state that I happen to coach high school football, which is kind of fun. We had a really cool conversation. We go all the way back to Aberdeen High School in South Dakota, where it all started for him. And uh, he's like, not many Plains quarterbacks get recruited at a very high level. Uh, but he got the chance to go play at Weber State. Um, and then most people don't know, he fits in this category with your Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, um, and Josh Allen, of guys that went and played junior college football. He goes to Snow Junior College in Utah, uh, talks about his journey there and what he learned, how much, how he learned how much he level, not what ball brought him. Uh, obviously played at a high enough level, was an All-American to get to Oklahoma. Uh, we talk about that national championship journey and that game specifically and the nerves that went with it. Uh, his brief little cup of coffee in the NFL and uh, how because of injury, not because he wasn't a good player, but really because of a career-ending injury, he gets kind of pushed into coaching and he actually starts it at all, his alma mater, Oklahoma. And it's just fascinating journey of what he learned uh, in his coaching journey um, and how he's grown as a coach. And, and that's really... I think the meat of this conversation is he gets the head job at UCF. What he walks into is pretty unique and what he learned on the fly there uh, and the success they had now launched into one of the premier jobs in college football. And now he's changed as a coach. And I can tell you firsthand, and you'll hear this in the podcast because we get to see it in state. What an incredible um, process he's built with University of Tennessee and, and that they're coming back to national prominence uh, he's added speed and tempo offensively, the breaking records, but there's substance within the program, and he'll talk about that. So a really good conversation with, with Coach Hype. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Well, excited to have our guest there on the Beyond the X's and O's podcast, the head football coach at the University of Tennessee, Josh Hypebull. Hype, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Great to be with you today, Trent. Good. Thanks for joining me. Hey, we start this show, whether it's a Hall of Fame quarterback or a big-time college football coach with kind of the same question. It's all about the high school football experience. You're at Aberdeen High School in South De South Dakota. Talk me through yeah. that first varsity start there. Yeah, factory of, of, of quarterbacks have come out of South Dakota, let me tell you. We, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my first start, uh, first game my sophomore year, uh, Lost the the battle in in training camp and came off the bench in in the uh, in the third quarter and got us to move the football around a little bit and score some points and so I got got that start the uh, the next week 
I wish I could say I went out and absolutely torched the uh, the the field up and torched the opponent, but uh, we ended up getting beat. But uh, we moved the ball a little bit, and and uh, it was the beginning of the process for myself and really our program. What do you remember the most from your high school football experience? Um, man, I, I think. Uh, the thing that you take away is, uh, you know, the time spent with your teammates. Uh, you think about strength and conditioning, early morning workouts. You think about, you know, we went to a team camp uh, in Missoula, Montana, uh, at the University of Montana before my senior year. You know, it was just all of us for, for three and a half days uh, out there competing, but just spending time together. Uh, it's guys that, you know, for myself, I grew up in that town, had known uh, my entire childhood and, and uh just so much fun, you know, to, to be honest, Trent, uh, my hometown, we were a really good basketball uh, program and, and had won a bunch of conference championships and, and had an opportunity to play in a bunch of state championship games and, and uh, did that while I was at the high school too. Uh, we had to build our football program. So uh, one of the things that I think about is just, you know, building uh, ourselves up as a program where uh, we had an opportunity to keep, compete with anybody by the time that I was a senior in, in our program or our senior class was uh, was done with uh, our high school experience. That's awesome. Sometimes building something from the dust is actually better than joining something that's been built. Uh, now, it's, I'm not going to call you old hype. I'm old. You're not old yet. But uh, you were yeah. recruited before Huddle and D1 Highlights and all this social media and the way recruiting is done now. So you built this program. You're part of the senior class that built this program. What was your recruiting process like? Yeah, uh, there weren't a lot of guys looking for a left-handed quarterback in the middle of the plains in Everdeen, South Dakota, with what I would call average speed. Some would call slow. So uh, my recruitment was uh, was unique, uh, and uh, I say that meaning that uh, you know I had camped at some different places. At that time, you went to camps and you went for three days, and and uh, so I had camped at a couple of different places. Uh, I was a two, three, four on mo most uh, mid-level college boards. Uh, had a trip uh, set up to the University of Houston two weeks before signing day. They canceled on me, got a commitment. Uh, same type of thing happened at Wyoming and BYU. And uh, uh, so for me, at the end of the day, my best option uh, was uh, uh, 1AA programs at that time. And, and uh, you know, looked at a couple of different places, ended up at Weber State University. Uh, they had a guy that was going to be a senior. I felt like I could go in redshirt and have an opportunity to compete that following year. They had had a lot of success. That league, the Big Sky uh, League at that time, uh, was one of the few leagues in America that was, you know, throwing the ball all over the yard. Now, you ended up, and I want to kind of dive into this one a little bit. Your time at Weber State was how long before you went to Snow? Uh, I was there for a year and a half. Uh, yep, I, I redshirted my first year. Had a chance to compete for the job, tore my ACL actually in the spring game uh, of my redshirt year. Uh, came back about, you know, a fourth of the way through the season, got a chance to start uh, as we went down the stretch as I got healthy uh, there. And then you go to Snow Junior College in Utah. And I want kind of land here for a little bit because you're not the only one that went on to have a great Power Five career after going to junior college. Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, to name a few. But talk to me just about that experience in JUCO and, and what you learned from your time there. And uh, obviously, I'll, I'll spoil the, the, the end. You're an All-American there and launched you to go to Oklahoma. But just the process of being a JUCO player and, and the value in, in kind of cutting your teeth as a quarterback in, in that landscape of football. 
yeah, I wish I got a chance to play as long as some of those names that you threw out there that uh, have had some long NFL careers. Um, but uh, for myself, um, you know, I actually gave up a scholarship, uh, went to Snow at that time. Um, you know, other than giving the in-state tuition, there were only two, uh, two full scholarships that they gave. Uh, they gave those out to a couple of really good players, guys that played in the NFL. Uh, but it was just uh, an opportunity for me to bet on myself, uh, believed in, in who I was and, and uh, the way I was going to compete and had a chance to continue to grow as, as a player. Uh, middle of, uh, of nowhere in, in Utah, when I'm talking about Ephraim, Utah, Snow Junior College, um, there was nothing there but, you know, 2,500 students, a couple of gas stations and, and uh, one or two places to, to grab dinner. Um, but it was a ton of fun, man. Um, guys were, were pure at that time. And I say that meaning that uh, it was all about the ball. Um, you know, yeah. we were in a locker room. I shared a locker uh, with a guy. Um, you know, we took 17-hour bus trips. I remember getting on our bus Thursday night at midnight. You'd wake up in Vegas and eat at a breakfast uh, buffet. Right? You'd get back on, eat lunch in, in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and you still might have another four or five hours after that. And you know, you'd come rolling in after the ball game Sunday at four, five, six, six o'clock at night and, and uh, having to flip it around and, and do it all over again. But uh, it was a ton of fun. You know, I, I lived in an apartment uh, complex, uh, lived in a three bedroom. We had seven guys living in there and there was somebody that was sleeping on the couch every night. I could touch all four corners of the wall in, uh, I called it my bedroom, but it was really a closet and, and, uh, but at the same time, so many great memories and a lot of guys that I still stay in touch with from that that uh, that year. And that's why I want to dive into it because you mentioned a couple of things that I think are really important. And I remember talking to a guy you know that I know really well, Jeff Tedford, when he got the Cal job. And he really infused some professionalism and some level of football into that California football program through the JUCO ranks, Aaron Rodgers being one of them. And I remember him telling me, it's like, because I find out right away when I recruit these guys from JUCO, that they love football more than what football brings them. And I think that's an interesting place to kind of land on your experience. I mean, you better love ball if you're going 17 hours on a bus and then having to play in the 17 hours back. You better love ball if you're not getting all the amenities of the great locker rooms and all the swag and all the attention. And I think JUCO is a great place, and your experience proves this, where you can kind of identify which guys are in this for the ball and which guys are going to go to their next college and be all about ball as well. Have you found that to be true as you've recruited JUCOs um, in your coaching career? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, whether it's recruiting junior colleges or, or programs that, that don't have every resource at, at the high school level uh, or guys that are, are poor, hungry, and desperate coming from wherever they are. You know, I got done playing. I got to, uh, to Oklahoma and shoot, you know, you give me a Gatorade after practice. I was pretty excited about that. And, and uh, you know, you want guys that uh, love to compete and uh, don't care where they're doing it. You know, competitors love to compete no matter what arena that they're in. I don't care if it's playing in front of 100,000 people or playing in front of 200 people. Don't care if it's ping pong pool, whatever it is that they're coming across. You want to find guys that love to compete. And, uh, you know, to me, that changes the way that they approach the meeting room, the way they approach the pra uh, practice field the way they approach every minute of the day when they're not spending time with you. you got to have guys that are self-starters and, and uh, are passionate about becoming their best. Well, and that love to compete that you're talking about, you obviously had it, and it allowed you to go to Oklahoma, like you mentioned, but you're one of the very few humans that can say they won a national title. 
I mean, you have this incredible season under Bob Stoops. You end up going and playing the national title game. I want you to walk people through kind of start to finish of that day, the actual national title day and, and just all the emotions and uh, feelings that came with. Yeah, uh, an unbelievable run with uh, a great coaching staff and, uh, you know, 115 brothers that uh, it was so fun to be a part of. You know, that, that program, uh, before I got there, hadn't been to a bowl game, I think, for five straight years. And, uh, you know, collectively, uh, coaches and players alike, what we were able to build in a short amount of time, the effort and strain and competitiveness that we built and, and the brotherhood that we built there. And, uh you know, you, you get an opportunity to, to play in a bunch of big ball games. The national championship game was, uh, you know, the ultimate uh, of those. And, and uh, you wake up that morning, man, um, you know this, right? You've been in, in Super Bowls. And, and uh, um, you know that you're getting an opportunity to live out a dream that day, right? It's almost surreal. Um, I think when you wake up, you think about the end result that you want to accomplish, and uh, throughout the course of the day, um, there's a ton of nervous energy that builds up like there is on every single game day. Um, but there's nothing like that ride into the uh, into the stadium and knowing that every eye in America uh, that cares about football is watching that one football game. And, uh, you know, it's a culmination of so much time, effort and, and uh, uh, building something that uh, you want to take advantage of that moment. And uh, there's nothing better than when you run out that tunnel and the flash bulbs go off or the lights go off. Um, you know, I mean, you know that uh, you're living that dream right there in that moment. How did you feel like you played in that game? I ask this question a lot to people playing the Super Bowls, quarterbacks playing the Super Bowls, or quarterbacks playing national championship games. Like, if you graded yourself, what grade would you give yourself? Yeah, it was not my best ball game <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, however, we found a way to win that ball game. Our defense played uh, lights out that night. Uh, offensively, uh, we were able to scratch and claw. We missed a bunch of opportunities on, on the plus side of the 50 where we didn't get the points that, uh, that we had an opportunity to get. But uh, at the end of the day, man, it's about finding a way to win. I agree. Don't feel bad, man. I graded myself like a C minus for the Super Bowl. So we yeah. left so much cheese out there. It's ridiculous. I left so much cheese out there. Yeah. So, hey, it, yeah. You're, you're never going to catch me feeling bad about it. You'll never catch me feeling bad about it. Because you're able to win. I'm sorry, I keep stepping over you. Keep saying what you're saying. No, I was just going to say, you're never going to catch me feeling bad about it, man. We won that ball game. That's all that matters. Exactly. I feel the same way. Well, we're going to go to our first break. When we get back with Coach Hype, we're going to talk about his uh, draft process, his NFL stint, and then what launched him into coaching. New Starbucks Buy Energy Drink. With caffeine naturally found in coffee fruit, it's energy that's good. It's a beverage that is crafted from caffeine naturally found in coffee fruit, as well as antioxidant vitamin C. It includes three delicious fruity flavors, mango guava, raspberry lime, pineapple passion fruit. A refreshing fruit flavored boost of feel good energy in a way only Starbucks can deliver. Starbucks buy an energy drink packs energy and flavor that gives me that boost when gearing up to watch the big game, have a long day out on the field with the kids, or sit down and have a quality conversation for our audience. Starbucks Buy Energy Drink is available online, at grocery stores, convenience stores, and gas stations nationwide. All right, back to the Coach Hype from the University of Tennessee. And 
And again, I mean, you're one of very few humans that gets to win a national championship. And in the big scheme of things, very few players get drafted in the NFL. I believe you went in the sixth round to the Dolphins. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me. No. Talk to me. You can talk to me kind of like through what the draft process was like, what those expectations were, and then actually when you got to the Dolphins, how that all shook out. Yeah, for, for me, it was a little bit banged up uh, coming off of that, that national championship season, uh, that game uh, in particular as well. Um, wasn't able to play in postseason bowl games. Uh, went to the senior bowl, um, did the medical stuff there, but wasn't able to participate. And uh, was able to do some of the, you know, speed and agility, the vertical jump at, at the combine. Still wasn't in, in a position to, to throw yet. Uh, has sustained a little bit of an injury, um, you know, in the national championship game. And, and uh, so coming back uh, pro day, able to go throw and, and compete uh, was probably as healthy as, as I had been in a long time at that point. And, and uh, able to go through that draft process. Uh, knew that I'd be a middle round guy, middle to late. Um, I don't care when you think you're going to get drafted uh, that day, that weekend. At that time, it was a, a two-day process. It was a Saturday, Sunday. A um, lot of nerves. It was around a lot of family, a lot of friends. Uh, the one thing that I always tell all of our players, it doesn't matter when and where you go. Enjoy that moment. There's such a long process that uh, has taken place to get to that moment. I mean, you think about your parents, you know, your family and friends, taking you to Little League games, junior high, high school, your college experience, so much goes into it. Enjoy it. And uh, there's no, you can't control what happens that weekend, but uh, ultimately get a call uh, from the Dolphins and, and uh, excited that I'm going to get a chance to go down to South Florida and have an opportunity to compete. And what was that like once you got there? Yeah, uh, for me, a different world, right? Uh, I had grown up in South Dakota, middle America at Oklahoma, get down with the, the Dolphins, a bunch of great players down there. Um, a really talented defense at that time. Um, you're talking about a bunch of guys that were all pros and some Hall of Famers off of that defense. It was awesome to get a chance to watch those guys play, practice, and compete every single day, their consistency. Uh, for myself, I uh, was still kind of banged up uh, during that process, got a chance to play in the first preseason game, uh, kind of re-injured, uh, uh, something that had happened in my, my wrist uh, during the uh, national championship game. And, and uh you know, at that point uh, was kind of, um, you know, on injured reserve or, or, and uh, had gone through a, a medical process. So for myself, spent the next month and a half, two months uh, rehabbing there with the Dolphins. I was at a point where I knew that I needed to have surgery and uh, ultimately went and had the surgery on my wrist there. And, and uh, you know, from that point forward, it was all about trying to get healthy. And then when did you know, so you're trying to get healthy, you're chasing NFL dream, but then when did you know that coaching was in your future? Yeah, so uh, for myself, uh, when I was with the Dolphins, uh, when I met with the doctor the first time, uh, he essentially said, listen, you got a long road to, to ever have a chance to play at this level. Uh, and uh, you're going to have to have surgery. The bones were moving around in my hands uh, or in my uh, left hand. Uh, so I had the surgery, went up to Green Bay, uh, rehab uh, during the uh, the off season uh, up until uh, you know OTAs ended there at the end of June. Uh, tried to pass a physical uh, to get myself in a training camp. Wasn't able to pass that. Uh, spent the next six months trying to rehab. And if you remember at that time, uh, Trent, there was NFL Europe. So uh, got drafted. Was mm -hmm. supposed to go to Barcelona. Went down to Tampa. Uh, failed the physical there. 
Uh, failed my last physical uh, with an arena uh, league team maybe uh, two months later. And uh, so I had no choice at that point, Trent, that uh, I definitely knew that I was going to have to go in a, in a different direction. And uh, for me, you know, I sat around in, in June, an opportunity in July came available uh, to GA at the University of Oklahoma. I'd always thought that coaching was the, the next step for me whenever that was done. Uh, I grew up the, the son of a coach. You know, my childhood was waking up at 530 in the morning, going to training camp with my dad working in the equipment room and, uh, and being in every meeting that I possibly could. Um, it came a lot quicker than I wanted or anticipated, but uh, I decided that coaching was, uh, was where I wanted to head. We're actually, we're obviously going to take a deep dive in your coaching career, but something just hit my brain because the, the world league was going to be an option for you. Now we have the USFL, we have the XFL. You're obviously coaching one of the premier programs in the country and you have players that can go play in those leagues. What's your take on them? Absolutely. Take advantage of, of every opportunity you have to develop. You know this, the NFL, you know, 53-man roster, um, very few opportunities to develop into the player that you need to be at that league. And everybody develops at, at a different time frame. And, and so there's some guys that are going to get drafted. They're going to have a great opportunity to go play immediately. There's guys that end their four, five, you know, sometimes right now with COVID, um, um, the COVID year, you got guys that are playing in their sixth year. Everybody develops at a different uh, time frame. So if you have an opportunity to, to go play in one of those leagues, play up in Canada, um, go take advantage of it. Uh, I challenge all of our players, you play as long as you possibly can. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, the coaching world, the business world is going to be there for you. Take advantage uh, and, and use every opportunity to go compete and, and do the thing that you love to do. Amen. All right, so you're sitting there, you're uh, earlier than you wanted to, but you get this great GA opportunity at Oklahoma. And, and for the young coaches, and we've really tried to use this podcast as an opportunity to have you veterans speak in the youngs that are climbing the ladder right now. Give me like two of the biggest lessons you learned in that GA experience. Man, um, work as hard as you possibly can. Uh, be the first one in, be the last one out. It's really similar to, to you know, being a great football player. Um, take advantage and, and create connection and lines of uh, dialogue with everybody that you can on that staff. Uh, looking back on, on it, that's something that I think I did, but it's something that I would even spend more time on. I think it's a great time to uh, give yourself an opportunity to learn everything that you can about this game. You know, if you played quarterback, learn and study offensive line play, learn the defensive side of the football, get involved in special teams, uh, take advantage uh, of every opportunity you can to gather and soak in as much knowledge as you possibly can. Uh, really a good lesson for a lot of coaches to understand that not every job is cookie cutter. Now you're there, you're the head coach of UCF, and it's your first game. Uh, like you talked about your first, the game day of winning the national championship, what was your first game day like as a head football coach? A ton of nervous energy. In some ways, you have a lot less control than you did when you were playing. Uh, the nervous energy leaves you real quickly as a player, I feel like. And, and uh, really, a surreal moment for me, too. You know, I, I grew up uh, the son of a, of a coach. I was the little guy that was running out in the back of the locker room behind all the dudes. Uh, to be in that position where you get a chance to lead a program, to go out and compete, um, it really is a surreal moment. And, 
you, know, you think about all the people that have been a part of that journey. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun uh, running out that tunnel that first time and and embracing and enjoying the the atmosphere of, of that stadium and, and the guys that you're running out with. It's so cool to think about because you know you mentioned there are so many people that poured into you as a player, as a coach, and it's a payoff for them to see you yeah. finally climb that mountain and be a head football coach. So. What an awesome answer. And we're going to go to our next break. When we get back, it is going to be all Tennessee volunteer football from here on out. We'll be right back. Here at Beyond the X's and O's, we don't shy away from real-life conversations. And today, we're talking about one of the most taboo topics, finances. U.S. Bank offers a wide range of credit cards for a wide variety of financial needs. And one of its most useful cards is the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. With a low introductory APR for 24 billing cycles, this card is a tool for getting ahead. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is a savvy financial move for large purchases, unexpected expenses, and balance transfers. And with the ability to customize your payment date, this card gives you control over your financial future. Apply now at usbank.com platinum. With the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card, you can be worry-free for the next two years. To see if you qualify for the best introductory APR out there, visit usbank.com platinum. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. All right, now we're talking Tennessee volunteer football. And Coach, you and your staff have brought speed and tempo to University of Tennessee, and you shattered a bunch of offensive records, had a really successful first season. Uh, talk, talk to me about just early entry point and knowing how you're going to build this thing at, at Tennessee. Yeah, uh, for me as, as a coach, uh, you get introduced uh, in – it happens so fast. You get a chance to get in front of your players at the end of that day. I uh, had a team meeting. You know, I got a chance to talk to them uh, for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And then I just listened for the next hour and 15 minutes. And, and it was a real conversation. And I think that's one of the best things that I did is give them a chance to truly get uh, an understanding of who I was going to be and, and some of the things that we thought we were going to be about as, uh, as we grew as a program. And uh, to me, that was a great starting point where you start to earn trust and start to build that communication. Uh, as we started, though, man, it was about being and going down to them. I was in the locker room. I was in the weight room with them as we hired a tremendous staff. Um, you know, we poured in a ton of time and energy uh, into those players. And uh, to me, that's where it all starts. It starts with a, a true connection. And if you don't have that, it's hard to move the bar very far. If you start with a connection and a relationship, man, you got a chance to grow extremely quickly uh, inside of your program. And how have you gotten better in your second stint? And maybe that was the answer, but like what, what lessons learned from UCF have you taken to Tennessee? Is it kind of a reboot of what you did there? Or did you make some significant changes in your approach? I, I think it's, you know, as coaches, you look back and you self-scout yourself and you make subtle tweaks in what you're doing offense, defense, or, or special teams. You look at back at your off seasons, you make changes. As a head coach, you do the same thing as well. And it starts from the first time that you get a chance to have a conversation uh, with them. 
to you know the subtle things that you're doing inside of your program. Uh, we started doing team building activities the first week that I was here. Guys lifted and competed really hard. Uh, there were some foundational pieces as far as how uh, they competed when they were in an athletic setting that, that were really positive. There's some things that we had to change too, but we started building that connection and building that team, you know, the first week that we were here. And, you know, it started with a simple dodgeball uh, tournament after uh, a morning work and extra morning uh, exercise, you know, and, and uh, guys got, you know, we had 30 minutes before guys had to be at class, man. We, we competed and had fun together. And, um, you know, we did that, you know, almost weekly as, as we built our program. And, and uh, those things are, are just as important as the lifting and the running and the S's and O's. At the end of the day, you know this, you get into tough situations on the road or at home, doesn't matter. And it's the fourth quarter. It's about the guy next to you and trusting him and being connected to him. If it's just about yourself, it's really easy to give uh, give up on yourself in those moments, man. If it's about somebody else or something that's bigger than you, it's hard to let go of the rope in those moments. Yeah, I love that answer. Now, I've gotten to know your staff pretty well, and you have hired an incredible staff. Uh, and they've mentioned that you've really leaned into positivity. Um, talk, talk us through why in a world of negativity, you've just decided to lean into positivity and how you lead this program. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes people on the outside uh, hear that word and, and assume that you're not pointing out what's not right um, and you're not being real. Uh, to me, we're going to be as real as we can possibly be in the way that we communicate and the expectations. Are we meeting them? Are we not? Um, and while you're doing that, you can be positive in the way that you communicate. And that's me as a head coach to our assistant coaches to our, our players and it's the way that, that they communicate back. It's the way that we operate as far as our body language and, and just who we are every single day. I do think it's you know ultra important in today's world that you recognize the positive things. I think so often as a coach, you get caught up in the 10% that aren't doing it right or the one or two things that weren't perfect. And you asked earlier, just, you know, what are some things that you've maybe subtly done different, you know, in, in your second opportunity or at your second program. I think it's, you know, really coming from a, a place of passion, not emotion, not getting caught up in the emotion of a moment or of a game and being able to recognize the things that are going right um, and not always focusing on the things that you know you got to get corrected. As a coach, you know you got to correct things. And so you focus on that with hyper intensity. Um, but you know, recognize the positive things that are going on inside your program too. And I'm, I'm sure you've learned this as a parent too. I know I have uh, raising three daughters, athletes, you know, we came up as a family, we kind of parented your awesome dot, 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 but and I've taken that in my coaching philosophy. And, and the reason is because kids open up when they hear affirmation first, when you do point out the positive things they're doing, when you do take time to recognize they're making progress, all of a sudden they feel affirmed and they're willing to hear the dot, 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 but we need to get better at this. We need to get better at that. Hey, you know, you need to fix that. And it's been amazing. I love what you're saying. Cause I've noticed it here at the high school level that, man, you affirm a kid, you start positive, you, you recognize what they've been doing, the work they've put in. Um, they're willing to do anything and that trust grows as well. So I really applaud you for how you have you, how you approach that with your program. Now the, now the question I love asking the most, I mean, you're leading one of the premier programs in the country. What makes it special about being a Tennessee volunteer? 
And this is an iconic program. That's why I wanted to be here. Uh, top 10 in history, college football and wins. Uh, top 10 in, in NFL draft picks. Anything you want to do, you can do from right here. As a competitor, you know, I played or I coached in this stadium, drove up, saw, you know, 200, 250 boats tied up on, on the river. Ball navies as unique as it gets in all of college sports. Ball walk itself, I almost didn't believe it until I experienced it. You know, thirty to 40,000 people lined up before the game. It's an unbelievable atmosphere, you know, close to 103,000 people on game days. Um, you know, I, I think the, the tradition and the passion of this place is unsurpassed in college sports. Uh, the expectations are unbelievably high. And uh, as a competitor, you want to be a part of that. Uh, they're never going to be higher than they are inside of the building. That's why we compete the way that we do every single day. Um, you know, I've loved what we've done as a program. Our kids are accountable to each other and to the program every single day. Uh, they trust and respect each other and love each other in a really unique way. And I'm talking about players and coaches together. And because of that, we have a chance to attack every day uh, really uniquely as a, as a competitor. And, and uh, it's so much fun. Uh, our players love being in the building. Our coaches do, too. And uh, so excited about the future of Tennessee football. That's awesome. And, and we'll end this way. We try to do it with every guest we have because nothing you've accomplished, you, you could have accomplished without your family. Uh, so pay it off to Don and Hannah and Jace. Uh, just the impact they've had on your coaching journey. And I know I'm a son of a coach. So my mom, you know, my wife's a, a wife of a coach. I got daughters. So I know what it means to them uh, and the support they've given me. Talk to me about the support they've given you. Yeah. Um, as a coach, you give to others inside your program so much. Uh, you miss out on, on some opportunities or some time with uh, your own wife and your own kids. That's why I think it's so important in this profession that you engage and incorporate them into everything that you're doing. And life is enriched so much through the relationships that you've had. You've got an unbelievable family, but the relationships that I've had with our players and our staffs, different places that I've been, um, you know, make this life a, a really unique uh, road and uh, one worth uh, traveling through. But I couldn't do it without uh, my co-pilot, and really, I'm the co-pilot. She's the pilot of of, uh, of our family, our wife Dawn, uh, who've uh, who's been through everything up and down uh, with me. Uh, she pours into to this program in such a, a powerful and unique way. Uh, she's the love of my life. I couldn't do it without her. And um, my daughter Hannah, uh, who's all things football uh, outside of her uh, her ballet. Uh, she's my football girl that's going to sit down and watch a game with me. Um, just uh, uh, such a unique uh, person and uh, so, so much uh, out in front of her. And my son, Jace, who's all, all ball all the time uh, that uh, is running around my hip uh, out on the practice field. This is uh, a life that uh, I couldn't, can't imagine living without them. And I'm so appreciative of them. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. What an awesome time with you. And uh, We're big fans. And thank you for what you're doing for the state of Tennessee. And uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks, Coach. Trent, always appreciate it. Uh, love what you're doing uh, there in Mid-State uh, with your program, but just how you're impacting people throughout the country. Uh, always a great uh, honor to, to speak with you. Thanks, brother. That concludes this episode of Beyond the X's and O's. Thanks to our sponsor, Buy Energy Drink. Well, thanks again to Hype for his time today. Uh, University of Tennessee football is in good hands. We'll see you next time on Beyond the X's and O's.